Hello, Earnings Call listener. My name is Hadi Youssef. I run this earnings season podcast, but I also run the Borster Earnings Call mobile app, and that's what I wanted to quickly tell you about today. We've created a dedicated app for listening to earnings calls. What I mean by that is that we've basically created the Spotify for earnings calls. Our app lets you add any company to your watch list. You can download any earnings call to your phone. You can set notifications for specific companies for when a new call is available. You can also see the exact date of the earnings call. And if there is a company that isn't on our app yet, you can request a company within our app and we will promptly add it. Making earnings calls easy to access is something that I care a lot about. It's why I created this earnings season podcast. But obviously, we cannot add every single earnings call that gets published on this podcast, or else you'll be having hundreds of episodes every week. And so, we've created a dedicated app where you can go and pick and choose the exact earnings calls、uh, you're interested in. And what we post on this earnings season podcast are basically kind of the highlights or the most notable earnings calls. But in the show notes of this episode, I've included a video demonstration where I walk you through all the features that I just described for our app. And I also included the link to the App Store where you can go there and see the description of the app and the reviews. You know, I'm really proud of the feedback we've gotten from our users. And,、uh, you know, pleasing and satisfying our, our users and our customers is, is something that I、uh, take pride in. And, and as a team, we、uh, really pride ourselves on that. And so, I don't want to take more of your time and, and keep you from listening to the earnings calls you've selected today. So, without further ado, here is your earnings call. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by. Welcome to Alibaba Group's March quarter of 2019 and full fiscal year 2019 results conference call. At this time, all participants are on listen only mode. After management's prepared remarks, there will be a QA session. I would now like to turn the call over to Rob Lynn. Head of Investor Relations of Alibaba Group. Please go ahead. Good day and good evening, everyone, and welcome to Alibaba Group's March quarter and fourth fiscal year 2019 results conference call. With us are Mr. Zhou Chai, Executive Vice Chairman, Daniel Zhang, CEO, Maggie Wu, CFO. This call is also being webcast on our IR section of the corporate website. A replay of the call will be available on our website later today. Now, let me quickly cover the safe harbor. Today's discussion will contain forward looking statements. These forward looking statements involve inherent risk and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from our current expectations. For detailed discussions of these risks and uncertainties, please refer to our latest annual report on the Form 20S and other documents filed with the U.S. SEC. Any forward looking statements That we make on this call are based on assumptions as of today, and we do not undertake any obligation to update these statements except as required under applicable law. Please know that certain financial measures that we use on this call, such as adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin, adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin, marketplace based core comms adjusted EBITDA, non GAAP net income, non GAAP diluted EPS, and free cash flow. Are expressed on a non GAAP basis. Our GAAP results and reconciliations of GAAP to non GAAP measures can be found in our earnings press release. Unless otherwise stated, growth rate of all stated metrics mentioned during this call refers to year on year growth versus the same quarter last year or the previous year. 
With that, I will now turn the call to Joe. Thanks, Rob. Thank you all for joining us. We had a great quarter with operations, revenues, and profits beating expectations. This shows the resilience of our business in the face of complex geopolitical and economic conditions. Before Daniel and Maggie take you through our exciting quarter, I want to address the elephant in the room, which everyone calls the trade war. Let's distill the complexity of U.S.-China relations to what it means for Alibaba. In short, the trade talks put Alibaba on the right side of all of the issues on the table. First, the reduction of the U.S. trade deficit. China's commitment to purchase more American products means China will, over the next several years, become a net importing country. Consumers in China will benefit from the availability of quality imported products from all over the world, including from American farmers, brands, and small businesses. Alibaba is set up to benefit from this secular trend of growing imports into China. We are the platform of choice for global producers of products and brands selling into China because we have the reach and deep insights on over 650 million active Chinese consumers on our platform. The scale and effectiveness of our access to Chinese consumers is simply unrivaled. In cross-border commerce, our Tmall Global platform is China's number one platform for overseas brands and merchants to sell to Chinese consumers directly without physical operations in China. Well-established global retailers and brands that have built an online presence on Tmall Global include nutritional supplement vendors, Chemist Warehouse and Blackmores, baby products brand Pampers, and apparels brand Emporio Armani. Second, the trade negotiations will lead to China opening its markets to more foreign businesses in order to satisfy the massively growing demands of domestic consumers. We're not concerned about slowing China exports affecting GDP growth because the Chinese economy is shifting from an export economy to a domestic consumption economy. Job expansion is continuing in China. Over the last five years, while China lost 14 million manufacturing jobs, the economy added 70 million service jobs that drove real disposable income growth and consumption. The middle class in China has reached critical mass of over 300 million, almost as large as the entire U.S. population. The middle class will double in the next 10 years, especially from the lesser developed Chinese cities. While total Chinese domestic consumption is 5.5 trillion U.S. dollars today, consumption from these third, fourth, and fifth, fifth tier cities with a combined population of 500 million people will triple from 2.3 trillion U.S. dollars to nearly 7 trillion U.S. dollars in the next 10 years. Third, intellectual property protection. In recent years, China has made significant improvements in reducing IP infringement as China moves closer to global norms in protecting and paying for foreign IP. China also recognizes the need to protect its own innovators as well as being focused on Chinese consumers who demand genuine products of high quality. Alibaba is at the forefront of protecting intellectual property. Leveraging on our cutting-edge technology, we take proactive and aggressive steps to crack down on counterfeits in our marketplaces because the customers who trust our platform demand it. 
Alibaba is the only e-commerce company that is validated by global brands as having the highest commitment to IP protection. The Alibaba Anti-Counterfeiting Alliance, which we initiated in 2017, has grown to 132 global brand companies from 16 countries in 12 industries. The Alliance members collaborate in six key areas. Number one, proactive online monitoring and protection. Number two, product test buy programs. Number three, offline investigations. Number four, assisting law enforcement. Number five, litigation against infringers. And number six, public awareness campaigns. Fourth, reforming the structure of the Chinese economy. The model of state-dominated influence in traditional industries is being complemented by private sector initiatives to digitize the economy from manufacturing, supply chain, distribution, product development, and marketing. Through our, through our new retail strategy and support from our intelligent cloud computing solutions for enterprises, Alibaba is playing a leading role in building a new commerce infrastructure in an increasingly digitized economy. Our partnership with Starbucks is a case in point. Starbucks in China has established a prominent brand presence and customer engagement platform within our mobile-ready China retail marketplaces. This has already resulted in Starbucks acquiring millions of new loyalty members online. We are also enabling Starbucks to expand their offering from store-based operations to on-demand delivery to customers. Through these initiatives, Starbucks has added an online dimension to its customer acquisition and engagement, as well as, fulfilling, uh, as, well as fulfilling customer demands outside of its stores. This would not have been possible without the support of Alibaba's business operating system, data technology, and on-demand logistics infrastructure. To summarize, the vexing issues in the trade negotiations will resolve themselves as the, as the Chinese economy is already evolving to close the gap between the interests of the United States and China. This means in the future there will be bigger Chinese domestic consumption, more foreign imports, continuing focus on enhanced IP protection, and further digitization of industries driven by participation of the private sector. As we look at the evolution of the Chinese economy, Alibaba is on the right side of all of these issues. I cannot think of another company that is better equipped to drive these secular changes and participate in the ensuing long-term benefits. Now, I turn to Daniel for his remarks. Thanks, Joe. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining our earnings call today. We enjoyed an outstanding quarter and fiscal year. Over the past year, we achieved many important milestones across our entire businesses. We enjoyed exceptional revenue growth in our core commerce business while successfully expanding our product and service offering from physical goods to local consumer services and to digital entertainment contents. In the past 12 months, we had phenomenal user growth. Our China retail marketplaces had 654 million annual active consumers representing an annual net increase of 102 million. Our GNV reached over 5.7 trillion RMB with an annual net increase 
of approximately 1 trillion RMB, demonstrating the unrivaled prosperity and the vitality of our Alibaba digital economy. We have a proven track record of execution and delivering long-term growth. We are on track to achieve our 1 trillion US dollar total GMV target by fiscal year 2020, which was set five years ago. Looking ahead, in the new fiscal year, we will continue to focus on expanding our user base and gaining more wallet share from both existing and new consumers on our platforms. Our user acquisition strategies worked successfully in the past year. By cooperating with Alipay, we have been able to acquire, engage, and retain our consumers effectively. In the past year, over 70% of the increase in annual active consumers on our China retail marketplaces came from less developed areas. In fiscal year 2020, we will continue to have new initiatives that cut us towards a broad base of users and expand into products and services that will increase purchase frequencies, enhance user thickness, and increase our water share. In our core commerce business, Timor continued to strengthen its market leadership in the B2C market. Timor Physical Goods paid GNV grew 33% year-on-year in this quarter and 31% year-on-year in the fiscal year. While China's overall online physical goods res respectively grow 21% and 23%. Timor not only developed a suite of distribution channel solutions to support merchants to sell effectively in China, but also evolved to be the platform for new product launches. In fiscal year uh, 19, Paybox, our product debut marketing solution, helped over 5,000 brands to drive successful new product launches. In addition, Timor used proprietary consumer insight technology and advanced marketing solutions to help brands and merchants acquire, engage, and retain their customers. In the past year, more than 1,200 brands each acquired over 1 million new customers on our platforms. Furthermore, Timor also helped brands better manage their entire product lifecycle and a marketing plan on our China retail marketplaces. Timor Super Brand Day has become a customized November 11 type of shopping festival for every brand. Last year, about 100 brands established their own brand day to engage with consumers on our platform. During this quarter, our customer management revenue grew by 31% year-on-year. The robust revenue growth was driven by expanding user base, better conversions, better conversion rates from improving algorithms, and the new trend of brands and merchants choosing us as their topic for new product launches and new customer acquisition efforts. We are also seeing positive results from the monetization of recommendation fees. However, currently we are not 
planning on expanding the monetization of recommendation fees in the coming fiscal year. We plan to invest aggressively to expand users in tier three and below cities and provide them with better user experience supported by broader product selection. On new retail, our self-owned and operated fresh goods and grocery retail chain, Herma, continue to achieve robust same-store sales growth, expand footprint, optimize stores, and introduce new initiatives to improve customer experiences. As of March 1st, uh, as of March 31st, 2019, we had 135 self-operated Herma stores in China, primarily located in Tier 1 and Tier 2 cities. Also, Timor Supermarket is transforming from a purely online grocery shopping destination to an online-offline model, integrating inventory with our offline retail partners, such as SunArt. Under this model, Timor Supermarket is able to reduce fulfillment costs and improve delivery speed through our on-demand network. In fiscal year 2019, Ulama experienced strong user growth by leveraging traffic from Alipay and Taobao apps. In addition, we integrated Ulama, our on-demand food delivery platform, with Kobay, our restaurant and local service guide platform, and create a business that called local consumer services. In fiscal year 20, we will continue to expand Erlama and Kobe's operations into low-tier cities and expand local service offerings. Moreover, we will penetrate into low-tier cities as the entire Alibaba digital economy, not just from the local consumer service sector, to meet the growing consumer needs across China. Next, Alibaba Cloud continue to achieve substantial growth in the enterprise service sector. As, uh, as China marches into the era of digital economy, all industry sectors have come to embrace digital technologies. Alibaba Cloud not only provides enterprise customers with cloud-based IT infrastructures, but more importantly, enable them with advanced data processing and analytical strength and artificial intelligence capabilities. Our cloud-based data technology capabilities, together with our expertise in commerce, financial services, and logistics, form the core of Alibaba business operating system. This system will empower the digital transformation of enterprises. On the globalization front, Lazada has a successfully shift from 1P to 3P marketplace model in Southeast Asia. AliExpress has huge growth potential in Eastern and Southern European markets, such as Russia and Spain. In the 12 months ended March 31, 2019, Lazada and AliExpress had a total of more than 120 million annual active consumers. The recent U.S.-China trade negotiations have, tracked, uh, have attracted worldwide attention. I believe this is both a challenge 
and an opportunity for the Chinese economy. Looking into the future, China will expedite its journey to transform from an export-driven economy to a consumption-driven economy. We believe consumption and the service sectors will become new benchmarks to bring new growth potential to China. We believe there are two engines to drive Alibaba's long-term sustainable growth. First is consumption. China's evolving economic structure and the leading development are being accompanied by strong consumption demand. As the largest e-commerce platform, Alibaba is becoming synonymous with everyday consumption in China. We are well positioned to continually, continuously grow consumers' mind share and wallet share in various areas of their lives, from physical goods, local consumer services, and the digital content. Second is digital transformation of all businesses. As China march into the digital era, Chinese enterprises will need core te techno technological uh, core technology innovation, integrated data processing capability, and digitization of their businesses and the entire value chain. In the past 20 years, we have built a broad range of platform services, including retail, marketing, financial services, logistics, and cloud computing services, all of which are enabled by our advanced data technology and form the core of Alibaba business operating system. This system will allow our enterprise customers to achieve digital transformation and allow us to become the leading partner for enterprises in China and around the world. Now I turn the call over to Maggie, who will walk you through the details of our financial results. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you all for joining us. I lost my voice yesterday. Please bear with me, um, this voice. Um, we had another strong quarter and delivered a strong set of annual results. For today's call, I will be uh, beginning with a review of the key financials for the March quarter. I'll then recap the key financial highlights of fiscal year 2019, and then finally I'll conclude with our outlook. In the March, quarter, major operating and financial metrics continue to record very strong results. As Daniel mentioned, we delivered another quarter of strong user growth with 721 million mobile MEU and 654 million annual active consumers on our China retail marketplaces, reflecting successful user acquisition programs. At the same time, we have also been successful in penetrating into less developed cities in China. More than 70% of our new annual active consumers added were from less developed cities in this year. Our large and actively engaged user base continues to exhibit strong growth, which provides the foundation to expand our revenue generation in the future. As I will address later in my remarks, we are committed to delivering sustainable long-term growth. In March quarter, our total revenue grew 
to 93.5 billion RMB. The increase was mainly driven by the strong growth of our China commerce retail businesses. The consolidation of Elema, as well as robust revenue growth of Alibaba Cloud. Talk about the quarter's cost trends. All the costs and expenditures have been well controlled. And when you look at the segment, our core commerce segment had a very strong quarter with revenue growth of 54% to 78.9 billion RMB. The fundamentals of our China retail businesses continue to be strong. The combined customer management revenue and commission revenue showed healthy growth of 31% for the quarter. Customer management revenue increased 31% in the quarter. The number of paying merchants that generate customer management revenue increased during the quarter, which we believe reflects improved merchant confidence in allocating marketing spend. We're making progress on the monetization of recommendation fees and enhancing recommendation algorithms. During the quarter, we allocated more traffic for testing of recommendation monetization, which generated incremental customer management revenue in the quarter with seasonally lower revenue. Commission revenue increased 30%, primarily due to strong growth in Timo, uh, Timo's paid physical goods GMV, which is 33% in the quarter. Performance for other segments like cloud computing, digital media, and entertainment and innovation initiatives remained healthy. And when you look at a, a quarterly adjusted EBITDA, we continue to generate solid market-based core commerce uh, adjusted EBITDA, which increased 38% to 34.7 billion RMB during the quarter. Our solid profit generation capability within China retail marketplace allow us to invest in strategic areas within core commerce uh, as well as in the other uh, strategic initiative areas. So in the core commerce, we have these uh, areas um, that we invested, local consumer service, Lazada, new retail and direct import, as well as China. The combined losses generated from these businesses was $7.2 billion during the quarter. After incorporating the losses, our core commerce adjusted EBITDA grew 24% to $27.5 billion RMB during the quarter. Cloud computing revenue increased 76% to $7.7 billion RMB, primarily driven by increasing average spending per customer. Alibaba Cloud continues to be the leading cloud service provider in China and Asia-Pacific, according to Gartner. Adjusted EBITDA margin for cloud computing segment was negative 2%, improving from negative 8% from the same quarter last year. Digital media entertainment adjusted EBITDA was a loss of $2.8 billion. A total adjusted EBITDA was $20.8 billion, representing 24% year-over-year growth. Let's look at the physical year uh, financial highlights. We had a very solid uh, physical 2019. Total revenue grew 51% to 376.8 billion RMB, 
excluding the acquisitions, organic revenue grew 39% in the fiscal year and continued to outperform all of the global technology peers. We expect the proportion of revenue from our direct sales business will continue to increase as we further implement our new retail strategy. We're on track to achieve our $1 trillion US dollar total GMV target by March 2020. In the fiscal year 2019, GMVR China retail marketplace increased 19% to 5.7 trillion RMB, primarily driven by an increase in the number of annual active consumers. Total paid physical good GMV shows strong growth, and uh, we have been report, reporting TMO physical GMV growth, which is for the full year, is uh, 31%. Market-based core commerce, such as EBITDA, increased 31% to 162 billion RMB. Core commerce, such as EBITDA, increased 19% to 136 billion RMB. Our cloud computing segment maintained strong growth in physical 2019. Our cloud computing uh, business top priority right now still remains at expanding our market leadership and upselling of higher value added services. We're seeing significant traction and diversification of customers and revenue. And in the fiscal 2019, Alibaba Cloud served over half of the uh, listed companies in China. Talk about the free cash flow and capital expenditures. Our business has shown strong profitability and cash flow generation of capability. For physical 19, we generated 104 billion RMB in free cash flow, slightly higher than last year. During the year, technology-related capex accounted for more than half of the incremental change in operating capex as we continue to invest in our cloud computing business and other innovation initiatives. As of March 31, 2019, cash, cash equivalent and short-term investment were 193 billion RMB, approximately 28.8 billion US dollars. We're committed to enhance value for our shareholders through share repurchases. We've purchased about 10.9 million of our shares for a total purchase price of 1.6 billion US dollars in the fiscal year. Looking ahead, in fiscal year 2020, we expect to generate over 500 billion RMB in total revenue. We believe that our revenue growth will continue to outperform our global peers. Now let me elaborate on how we think about customer management revenue. In the case of monetization of recommendation fees, Although we saw moderate positive impact in the past quarter when we tested the monetization of some feed traffic, currently we do not plan on expanding the monetization of recommendation feeds in the coming fiscal year. Here is the reason. Similar to how we invested in the past year to expand our B2C market leadership, we plan to invest aggressively to further expand our user base in less developed cities. 
This past fiscal year, we added over 100 million annual active consumers, with more than 70% from these less developed cities. Given the enormous consumption potential of these newly acquired consumers, being conservative on monetizing the traffic generated by new users will improve user experience and provide incentives for merchants to develop merchandising to cater to those users. Having said that, revenues from China regional marketplaces generate the highest profitability and strong cash flow. In the past fiscal year, adjusted EBITDA from marketplace-based core commerce business was nearly 24 billion U.S. dollars. We expect this strong profitability and positive cash flow characteristics. <coughs> characteristics of these um, uh, this revenue base to continue into fiscal 2020. This would allow, allow us to invest in strategic businesses, including local services, digital entertainment, international market, new retail, logistics, and cloud computing. These strategic businesses are what we believe to be big growth areas that will substantially increase our total addressable market. We will continue to be disciplined, patient, and innovative in our approach to growth of strategically important businesses that add long-term value to the customers in the Alibaba digital economy. That concludes our uh, prepared remarks. Let's uh, open for Q&A. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll now begin the question and answer session. If you wish to ask a question, please press star and the number one on your telephone and wait for your name to be announced. To cancel the request, it is the pound or hash key. And to give more people the opportunity to ask questions, please keep yourself to no more than one question at a time. Once again, it is, please press star 1 if you have a question. Our first question comes from the line of Alex Xiao of JP Morgan. Please ask your question. Uh, hi, good evening, management, uh, and thank you for taking my question. Uh, I want to follow up on Maggie's comment regarding the investment strategy in lower-tier cities. I think you guys have been doing um, si similar initiatives such as Suntao for a while, um, and given the current uh, uh, change in operating environments such as a competitive landscape, uh, penetration rate in different cities, uh, disposable income across different demographics, et cetera, et cetera, um, what what do you think uh, does it take to be competitive in the lower tier cities uh, in FY20? Uh, and uh, uh, what kind of the financial resource uh, you are willing to invest in uh, these cities and the consumer demographic? Thank you. Well, uh as you see, uh, in, in fiscal year 19, uh, we add over 100 million I mean, new customers in our China core marketplaces. And uh, uh, over 77 of these new customers are from uh, low-tier cities. And uh, we, uh, uh, as we uh, addressed in our remarks, uh, we will continue to invest uh, in low-tier cities and in the rural areas to, to acquire the new customers. And we uh, we strongly believe that uh, these new customers uh, will uh, uh, actually, when they uh, tap into our marketplaces, uh, 
uh, when they uh, change their lifestyles, and uh, they will actually we will uh, basically give them broader selections, and uh, we, which will include uh, uh, to enlarge our addressable market. So that's why we are uh, expect to continue to invest uh, in terms of the marketing spending, in terms of the uh, a very uh, well planned, I mean, uh, marketing solution, and also. As we said in our remarks, uh, we don't want to, uh, for these low-tier city customers and uh, uh, new customers, we want to give them better experiences uh, with or organic, I mean, uh, results of the search and recommendations, and as well as uh, to give them broader selections uh, for their first few, I mean, purchases. Thank you. The next question comes from the line of Grace Chan of Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead. Yeah, thank you very much for taking my question. Congratulations for the strong results. My question is about the guidance for fiscal year 20. Can you uh, help? Can you walk us through the details of the sales guidance, for example, the core core revenue expectation and uh, other segments? And also, under what kind of uh, macro conditions have we baked into the sales guidance? Maggie just mentioned that we currently do not plan to monetize fees in fiscal 20. Um, I'm wondering, does that imply there could still be potential changes in the plan if the business and market conditions allow us to monetize recommendation fees in fiscal 20? Thank you. Sure. Um, when you look at the uh, 500 billion uh, percent, uh, 500 billion uh, RMB revenue, it represents uh, approximately 33 percent uh, year-on-year growth. So, um, as you know, you see from the pre previous years, our significant revenue are coming from our China retail businesses, and this will also the case for the. Uh, 20, fiscal 2020. Uh, one thing uh, I would like to mention is that we do expect the proportion of revenue from our direct sales business will continue to increase as we further implement our new retail strategy. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the second, well, the first is the, um, the, the guys in, in the breakdown. The second is, um, what type of micro conditions have been baked into that uh, guidance? Yeah. So micro condition, you know, it, it's um, Joe talked about the uh, U.S.-China, uh, you know, trade war, etc. Um, in fact, um, the the U.S.-China related, um, you know, uh, business. If you look at um, as a percentage of our total uh, revenue for say right now, uh, is uh, relatively small. Um, so the business we're talking about is the cross-border and particularly, um, you know, between China and U.S. So um, actually the impact wouldn't be that significant if we're talking about, you know, um, this year. So 500 billion um, revenue guidance has, you know, frankly, Certain, you know, relevant, relevant uh, uh, um, uh, impact, but I should say not that big. Yeah, I, I would just like to add that the macro conditions that we look at are all long-term secular trends. Those are the more significant drivers of 
uh, our business as opposed to kind of quarter by quarter uh, GDP growth or industrial production and things like that. In fact, if you look at uh, the, most of the markets looking at China's macro uh, being too focused on the manufacturing sector, and, and uh, I've just referred to uh, the Chinese economy shifting toward uh, a service-oriented economy with uh, last five years losing manufacturing jobs uh, but adding a lot more service jobs. And those uh, kind of continuous job growth are the factors that are driving disposable income and continuous consumption. Uh, so that's, a, that's one big macro trend. Uh, we've also referred to uh, the shift toward the domestic consumption economy. That's, that's a big macro uh, trend that will last uh, for many, many years, as well as in the future, China importing a lot more, uh, you know, with a government commitment, as well as, you know, rea reaction to the, uh, the trade negotiations, uh, China will make commitments to import more. Uh, so uh, these are all the macro factors that uh, we actually factor into our business. And in fact, uh, the, uh, we, you know, if you're looking at our business as um, uh, 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 sort of uh, swimming in a stream, if you will, uh, we're uh, swimming, uh, flowing, you know, in the direction of the tide as opposed to uh, going upstream against the tide. Uh, because all of those long-term secular macro factors are actually uh, providing uh, the the tailwind uh, to you know push our business forward. Next question. Thank, thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Bayush Mubayi of Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Thank you for taking my questions and uh, congratulations on a clean beat. Could I ask, of the 900 billion RMB increase in GMV you've seen in the last one year, how much has come from the 100 million new annual active consumers on your platform, and what is the sort of continued increase you've seen in your existing buyer base? Uh, this is basically an extension of the data you shared with us, uh, Maggie, at the Investor Day. That's my first question. And second, again, Maggie, you, you, I realize you mentioned that uh, Alibaba will continue to invest in local services, um, digital entertainment, logistics, and cloud services. But could you give us a sense of, um, just going down the P&L into FY20, whether the magnitude of spend that we saw in 2019 will likely come down for margin improvement? Thank you. Right. Um, so, Fish, I, I could share that if you look at the cohort, right, the, because this 100 million um, uh, new ads are majority are from the lower tier cities. So if you look at these uh, um, first year consumers, their spending level are uh, lower than the uh, groups, you know, the same age group in previous years, but not that significant low. I think I should say it's comparable to those first year consumer in the past. Um, that gives you a sense of uh, the spending level of these uh, uh, less developed area um, consumers. And talk about the, um, the, the margins, or I would say um, you're more interested to get to know the uh, spending in those um, businesses which are still in a loss situation. Um, I think for digital entertainment and local services, these are the two biggest uh, loss-making um, um, uh, uh, business units. Um, as I said, 
um, we are going to continue to be uh, disciplined. Um, however, at the same time, uh, we do um, prepare to fight for competition uh, to expand our market uh, share. Um, so I think we, um, during the business plan, have a quite balanced approach uh, to achieve the uh, business goals with uh, efficient spending. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Eddie Leong of Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Please go ahead. Uh, good evening. Uh, thank you for taking my question, and I hope uh, Maggie uh, get well soon. Um, we see Taobao and Timor uh, coming under the same president uh, recently. So could you talk about uh, if there is any new idea or new strategy on the positioning of uh, Taobao and Timor uh, going forward? Uh, any possible uh, differentiation uh, and uh, how could it be different uh, than in the past? Uh, thank you. Actually, recently we uh, uh, have Zhang Fan uh, in charge of both Taobao Timor. Uh, and I think uh, uh, the reason why we made this change is because uh, actually Taobao Timor substantially is, is two integrated, highly integrated marketplaces. And the Taobao Mobile Tower is a very important entry point for consumers to navigate both, uh, to explore both uh, Taobao and Timor products. So we need a very integrated uh, product architectures, and uh, and to to serve the different uh, consumer purposes. Uh, so I think uh, uh, the Jiang Fan as a new leader of the both Taobao and Timor, I mean, uh, businesses, he has a very strong um, product interface, I mean, back, background, and uh, I think uh, as a, uh, he will be uh, he will serve as the chief architecture of these two uh, integrated marketplaces. And uh, to enhance our enhance the and and uh, differentiate the positions for both and Taobao and Timor, and I think Taobao is still positioned as a consumer community, and uh, and uh, the, the value proposition is in-depth selection and the and discovery and the fun of discovery, while Timor try to give people a very uh, high quality product and services and with a lot of uh, with high degree of certainty. So I think uh, in Taobao marketplaces, in Taobao uh, interface, Timor's supply is also very, very critical uh, to enrich the Taobao selection. So I think that this, I mean, uh, uh, organization change will, in, uh, will enhance uh, the positions of both Taobao and Timor. Okay, next question. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Gregory Zhao of Barclays, please go ahead. Hi, <clears throat> good evening, Joe, Daniel, Maggie, and Rob. So congrats on a strong quarter, and thanks for taking my question. So my question is about your uh, investment plan in the non-e-commerce uh, business, such as food delivery, uh, digital media logistics, and the implication to your margin and EBITDA growth trend uh, in, uh, in next year. And also a quick follow-up uh, for uh, <clears throat> on uh, uh, Alex's question. So uh, we know you have some of your affiliate company and the investment companies such as N Financial and the Chutotia, etc. So they have pretty strong presence in the lower tier cities. 
to just want to understand how uh, will you utilize these resources to expand uh, your user growth in the lower tier city. Thank you. Yeah, um, in terms of the investment, uh, I, I really care about you know the, uh, whether the law is going to be expanded, et cetera. As I said, what we could ensure is that our spending will be more efficient and effective. And uh, we're very committed to expand the market share and uh, market leadership in those uh, um, you know, uh, new business uh, initiative areas like uh, local service as well as digital media entertainment. Well, uh, for the second question, uh, yes, we are working very closely with uh, our uh, our partners, I mean, including media media partners like Chit uh, Hotel and other people, uh, to uh, penetrate the customers in low tier uh, in, in low tier areas. Uh, uh, as all all the people uh, as people can imagine, and I think uh, for the new internet users, they will start with the social network, start with the consumption of the. Uh, very basic internet contents. Well, uh, going forward, they start the first trial of, of shopping and of spending money on, on internet. So I think it's good to, for us to navigate uh, with uh, our our media partners, especially uh, who are uh, who has very broader user base in the low tier uh, areas, and uh, to help us to grow the uh, new customers in that in that area. Yeah, um, talk about efficiency of uh, spending. Maybe I can give you um, an ex example to further explain. For example, like local service. Um, right now we see these uh, um, um, local, first of all, the total orders from the lower tier cities um, are are just approximately 20% of, of our total orders. Uh, which means there is a high potential for us to grow in these uh, less developed cities. And um, when you look at our spendings for top tier cities, the spending efficiency is pretty much the same as the peers, but we haven't really get into the lower tier cities. When we get into it, and it could um, enhance, give us a chance to um, increase the efficiency. Another thing is that by leverage the synergy among our group companies such as user and traffic acquisition efforts, uh, we'll see the um, you know efficiency come out. Total orders from uh, Taobao Alipay uh, for Ulama represents now represents around 30% of Ulama orders. So this is what you know um, our strength and uniqueness compared to uh, the peers um, in in this business. Could you really utilize the um, um, assets from our other group companies to, um, you know, cross cross sell. Okay. Next question. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Alicia Yap of Citigroup. Please go ahead. Hi. Um. Thank you. Um. Good evening, management. Thanks for taking my questions. Um. Congrats on the strong result. Um. So, uh, Maggie, I wanted to make sure. Uh, I, I hear it correctly and uh, did not hear it wrong. Uh, I think you mentioned a little bit um, that during the quarter, the March quarter, um, you know, you guys been allocating more traffic to testing on the monetizations of the recommended feed, which contributed to the incremental CMR revenue growth this quarter. 
and um, is that correct or I heard it wrong? And if you mentioned, uh, and then you also mentioned you have no plan to extending the recommended fee testing to 2020 fiscal. So does that mean we should expect to see some potential decelerated growth in the coming quarters, or is it depending on if you continue to test out um, the recommended feed uh, from quarter to quarter, uh, we may see some fluctuations of the CMR growth uh, in fiscal 2020. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Alicia, you heard it correctly. Uh, yes, we did um, uh, have alloc uh, did allocate more traffic to uh, for the um, monetization test for recommendation uh, fees. Uh, I also said that we do not have a plan to extending the monetization of the recommendation fees in the coming fiscal year. So just to translate it, when you see the customer management revenue growth for this quarter is very high, right, 31 percent, versus the 20, you know, 6, 27 percent in previous quarters. So this is, you know, uh, because partly because we expanded, we, we allocate more traffic for the recommendation fees test. And uh, um, for the reason that we're not going to expand that monetization test is just similar how we invested in the B2C uh, share expansion, market share expansion. Right? Um, so what we're telling people is that if we want to monetize this, we can increase the revenue and expand CMR quickly, but we're targeting for long-term growth. We want to acquire the user from less developed cities first and provide them with uh, best user experience and also attract merchants to come and develop merchandising to cater these users uh, for longer term growth. So that's the plan. Next question. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Beanie Wong of HSBC. Please ask your question. Thank you, management, for taking my questions. And um, hi, Maggie. Hope you also get some more rest post results. Um, in terms of the food delivery uh, strategy in Alamo, so as we are one year over now since we acquired Alamo, can you give us some uh, update in terms of how we see the competitive landscape has changed, it, our market share has evolved? It. Uh, also, we looked at this. Uh, this quarter, revenue of this segment seems relatively flat, uh, but then losses uh, here, is it also uh, narrowed? It? How, how should we be thinking about it? And on longer term, uh, because can, uh, can you also share with us how do you think this will add value to our ecosystem and also our logistics strategy? Uh, thank you. Well, uh, yes, actually this April, actually we just celebrate our one year anniversary of after Erlama joined Alibaba Big Family. And uh, when we look at uh, the, the past year, I mean, uh, what we, what we experienced in past year, we, we, we all of us believe that this is the right decision uh, to have Erlama in Alibaba digital economy. I think uh, first, of, uh, first it's, like, uh, it's about category expansion. I think uh, today food delivery is a necessity of, the, of all the consumers' lifestyle in China. And it all depends on the frequency, but uh, you have to, at least you have to try. And you, 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 uh, uh, from time to time, you need food delivery services. So I think this is part of consumers' life today. So I think, uh, we, which is very, very important uh, to make sure we can meet all the demands of our customers. So second, uh, Erlama also brings us a very uh, important on-demand delivery network. 
which today not only serve Ulamar business, but also serve other businesses in Alibaba ecosystem, including our recent I mean, collaboration with Starbucks. So I think Ulama actually play a very important role and two roles in Alibaba. First is like a, is a cat, is a new category a killer. Second is a, a, a on-demand logistic infrastructure. And uh, if you look, if we review the uh, what we did in the past year, I think uh, we've already integrated Ulama's technology platform with uh, with Alibaba technology. And uh, we uh, uh, in the new year will continue to invest. To expand our coverage uh, across China on the for food delivery business, today we are. I think uh, most of our Erlama operations are focused on major cities, but we will continue to move ahead to cover more cities, especially low-tier cities, uh, where we see uh, growing demand and market needs. So we will. Uh, I think we have. Uh, we we are well prepared to to move forward to win uh, the battle in this sector. Next question. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Zachary Schwartzman of RBC Capital Markets. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my question. Uh, a little expansion on that previous question um, with LMA. Clearly, core business very healthy, seven-point sequential acceleration in marketplace, core commerce, adjusted EBITDA growth that allows you to invest more in these strategic businesses. But two questions here. The first is, how much do you see core commerce initiatives becoming as a percentage of the total commerce revenues for the upcoming fiscal year? And then, um, I know you don't manage the business on a margin basis, but gross margins were notably down this quarter in fiscal year. How much was this due to seasonality this quarter? And if any, and if not, how much do you expect this to continue as you invest in gaining market shares over peers? Specifically, just trying to get a better sense of how much you are using incentives for drivers and maybe even consumers for local consumer services, and if they're temporary or permanent as you expand into Tier 3 cities and below. Thank you. Yeah, I th uh, in our IR deck, the, uh, the PPTs we sh uh, put on uh, website, uh, it shows that where the standings are and how our um, EBITDA profitability grow for core core as well for the core and also for the overall um, uh, AGH. Uh, so that could give you a better sense on where it's, um, uh, the money goes. Uh, that's on page 12 of the, um, of the material. Um, so in terms of um, um, rather than talking about margin, yes, we talk about uh, profitability growth. In the past year, uh, you could tell from uh, the presentation I just mentioned that um, we, we did spend uh, or invest in the areas not only in those um, uh, cloud computing, digital uh, media, media and entertainment, but also within core, uh, we have several areas uh, that we have invested and also showed um, a very positive, you know, um, uh, business uh, uh, progress. So these areas, including uh, local service and international uh, business, Lazada, uh, new retail and logistics. So I think overall we're looking at this business uh, for, you know, down five, three, five years as our next milestone rather than the next quarter or next year. Um, as I said, uh, although we, we committed to invest, at the same time we're also committed um, 
you know, to enhance the the efficiency of the investment, which means that for every dollar we spend, we look at ROI uh, internally. So that's um, you know how we um, decided uh, whether we're going to expand the uh, the you know uh, spending um, on certain businesses. Thank you. Our next question comes oh, from the line of marketplace. Right, the the question on the marketplace revenue as uh, uh, total um, revenue is still gonna uh, contribute. If you look at the uh, uh, core commerce, first of all, core commerce still gonna contribute um, significant part of the total revenue. Um, I think previous years we have um, shown like uh, somewhere around 80 percent. Um, in the coming year, the percentage wouldn't change uh, significantly. Uh, the percentage would pretty much at the same range. Last question. Thank you. Our last question comes from the line of Hanjun Kim of Deutsche Bank. Please go ahead. Great. Uh, thank you for the chance to ask a question. Um, I just wanted to round up with a question on the guidance. So based on um, everything that you guys have said and based on the um, you know, fourth quarter numbers, which was running at a pretty high rate, um, it would seem to me that um, the kind of a 33% rate would be more of a uh, kind of a minimum number that we uh, start off with that we want to work um, you know, north of. Um, would that be a fair assessment? Hanjin, uh could you repeat the question you were breaking up in the middle? I assume you were asking the question about revenue guidance uh, being the minimum. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you guys sound pretty confident into uh, this fiscal year, this uh, fiscal 20, and uh, we exited last year um, you know, north of 50%. So just on that cadence, I feel like a 33% YOI would be – reflects more of a kind of a minimum threshold that, that uh, we set and try to move up. Um, from that throughout the course of the year. Yeah, um, let me let me uh, explain on that. So, if you look at the fiscal 2019, our overall revenue a year ago growth is 51 percent. However, we did uh, have uh, several newly acquired businesses being added in this fiscal year, which means that there was zero uh, base for fiscal 2018. For example, Ulama, right? Tanya is, uh, you know, just uh, added late uh, 2018. So if you t take those out, our revenue growth, the organic revenue growth, would have been 39%. So this is the, you know, starting point, and then we're talking about 500 billion uh, uh, plus, which is 33%. Is I believe this is comparable to last year's organic growth. The key is that 33%. We believe this growth will continue to outperform all of our global peers. Hope that helps. It does. Hey, um, well, thank you, everyone, uh, for joining tonight. Um, you know, if you have any questions, uh, please, please feel free to reach out to the IR team of Alibaba. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that does include the conference for today. And thank you for participating. Here we now all disconnect. <laughs>